0: This episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. If I told you this episode was all about sex, some of you might get really uncomfortable, maybe even to the point of shutting off the episode. Others of you maybe heard the word sex and turn up the volume. This difference in how we perceive sex really comes from our upbringing, our culture, society, and it's a direct reflection of how this then impacts it in our relationships. So here with us today is Dr. Christy Overstreet, clinical sexologist and psychotherapist. She's here to talk with us about sex therapy, what it is, who it's for, and how it helps. Hi, Dr. Christy, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Before we jump in, let's
1: talk a little bit about your background and the work that you do in the mental health field. Sure. I spend most of my days helping people work on that relationship they have with themselves that has a big impact on those relationships we have with others. And taking a whole person approach, our sexual self's a very big part of that. So I spent the last 15 plus years helping people reconnect with themselves and other people. How did you get
0: into the field of sex therapy and even being called a sexologist
1: like that's a pretty fancy term how did you uh, acquire that term well after working with so many individuals and couples and different issues that was popping up i started noticing just as a regular mental health clinician that sex talking about sex not just sexuality and what we do with ourselves and others it was becoming a very barrier for individuals and i knew that I had to go get some specialty training because I felt comfortable talking about the topic and I wanted to help other people feel more comfortable and also connect with themselves. And with that being said, I knew the only way to be able to serve was to get the specialization. And as a clinical sexologist, they actually give a doctorate in sexology, which is pretty wild. So they that. And then I got certified as a sex therapist and some states require licensed therapists. If they practice sex therapy, they have to be certified.
0: Okay. Very interesting. And I think you're completely spot on with that. I know a lot of the relationship work that I do, whether with an individual or with a couple, uh, a lot of that is their views about sexuality or the relationship with sexuality really influences how they're able to connect. So tell us what exactly is sex therapy? How would you define that for somebody who's maybe thinking it might be something they need?
1: Well, sex therapy is just a approach to therapy. It's a a psychotherapy approach where someone wants to work on their mental self, their physical self, their relationship self, and how it might be affecting their sexual self and their sexual needs. It's a specialty type of therapy that covers anything from sexuality to what type of sex you enjoy or don't enjoy, intimacy, connection, and any struggles that might be happening either individually or with a couple.
0: Okay, and so what type of clients is this beneficial for? I hear, I mean, really a wide array, but is there a specific population you're more likely to work with than others?
1: Well, like you, like you know, our sexual selves affect everyone, but what I end up doing is working with individuals who may have trouble experiencing sexual pleasure or not feel comfortable in their bodies or have gone through trauma and have sexual shame. And it's affecting obviously themselves, but also their relationships, but then also couples where there's a mismatch of libido drive. It's causing conflict within the relationship. One partner wants more, the other wants less, or different stress and factors affect relationship dynamics. So sex and intimacy changes in long-term relationships. So I spent a lot of time working in that with folks. And then some individuals having sexual dysfunction. That's affecting them personally and in their relationships. And then others who are exploring their sexuality, what they're into, what they like, what they don't like. And having a safe space, non-judgmental place to do that really helps them take their growth to the next level. For sure. And what can somebody expect from
0: this experience? Because I imagine people probably get pretty nervous about coming to a sex therapist. Or, and there might even be some embarrassment around it, some hesitation. What can somebody expect even out of these first couple sessions?
1: Well, that's a good question because anxiety is a great way to shut us down, right? Especially when we're trying something new. So really, sex therapy starts out just like any other therapy session where you're going to meet with someone who is trained. They're going to ask a lot of background information and hopefully ask you what your goals are, how they can help you and support you through that growth. So you're going to do a lot of talking about that. And then if you're there in a relationship and a couple, you both will get the opportunity to share that. And then it is looking at what types of techniques and strategies and tips will be help you to meet those goals. So it's very similar to other types of therapies, but there are specialized tips, methods, and strategies to help you move forward that are taught that may not be covered in traditional therapy.
0: Sure. And when we think about somebody's upbringing and we think about the culture of somebody's home during childhood, Can you help us to understand how this influences, so whether somebody's showing up to do work individually or as a couple, what is the influence of these early life experiences on sexuality?
1: Well, that's where our sexual template starts, as very, very, very young children, and what messages we hear about sex, what um, things that we intake due to our experiences, trauma, family system, how do our parents talk about sex or don't talk about sex more often? And then we're left to learn about it online or from our friends or through going through experiences of our own. So that template has started out. So then we take those messages into young adulthood, have more experiences, good, bad, and ugly ones. And then it starts forming into our adult experience. And we find that so much of our messages that we're believing to be true really came from the past. And it is really hurting how we're showing up currently for ourselves and in our relationships. So oftentimes individuals are going to have to look at what the messages they received ask themselves like is this working for me not working for me what have I learned and how can I reframe that to work for me now okay yeah which I mean so
0: beneficial for so many reasons and and again for them personally but also relationally so a question that I get really commonly in session we'll put you on the spot with this uh, but couples so either if some if I'm seeing somebody individually or couples the question is Can sexual chemistry be created, or is that just something, just this
1: something that exists? What's your perception of that? I believe because I've seen it happen, it can be created. But to, with that being said, we have to be really realistic with how we're defining sexual chemistry in the beginning of a relationship, which is super easy, right? And then in a long term relationship, once that honeymoon phase ends, The sexual chemistry is going to look different, but it can be recreated if it's nurtured. And that's where trust and security comes in, because we have trust and security within that relationship dynamic. Anything is possible with that space to talk about how our our needs and our desires change over time. We have to be able to give ourselves and our partners grace through that transition. So a lot has to go to our expectations and making sure those are realistic with that chemistry. Yeah, and that's such a great point. And I,
0: I talk to clients about that a lot, that the safety component is truly the foundation of the, the emotional intimacy and is crucial. So like you're saying, the trust, all of that is a huge component of if that chemistry can exist. Great information. Where can our viewers find you? Are you social media websites? Where is the best place
1: to find you? Sure, on Instagram, they can connect at christy underscore overstreet and on the website dot com. Just send me a message. Let me know if you want any free resources on how to improve your physical and emotional intimacy.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Christie. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calling Cool and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram and make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us in this episode of Calling Cool and Connected.